This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Alright guys, episode 93 of the Morning Skate and or the Meek and Zibanejad, uh special. I got my we came, we raved, we love t-shirt, looking tight, been working out, feel great. We got a big Laguna trip coming up here at the end of April where Hal and I are headed out to the West Coast with uh, DJ Zumi and Feverboy Rex, so that'll be sick. If anybody's in the San Diego area at the end of April, let us know. But Hal, how you doing, buddy? How you living? How's everything going? So I, th- I thought you tweeted something stupid off our account, so I think I'm going to approach this as a salty episode. Um... I'm ready to bring the fire. I think it'll be a good show for everyone. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Life's grand. Playoffs are about to start up. It's getting a little warmer outside. No complaints here. Okay, that's good stuff. We have a decently long episode, I think. We have tons of shit written down, so let's hop right into it. Oh, we're debuting a new segment this week uh, called Kevin Cooner, Mow the Lawn. It'll be a good one. So, uh, But we're going to start with NHL News. Play the music. Okay, guys, as every NHL in the news this entire year, we're starting off with some Carter Hutton news, and it's not looking good for me. Uh, still at 17 wins. There's seven games remaining, including tonight, which he started. They're down 2 nothing in Ottawa. Can the boys come back and win this one for me, or is, or is it is, – this could be a lost cause. It's not looking too good for you. No. Uh Seven games left. You got to think he's probably going to start three more. It seems like they pretty much go every other. So now you're looking at an above 500 record. Uh, if he loses this game, theoretically, to hit 20, I think you'd probably have to win out. And that's not looking great. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch because I've been down and out in this thing before. Wow. What an expression. Harder hunt and take a quick two-game swing on us. Uh, so it could happen any second. He's kind of due for one. Uh, and if anyone could blow a two nothing lead, it's the Senators. That is true. And it also could be the Sabers. So, um, yep. So now we're gonna just hop right into it. First, first thing on the agenda, Drew Doughty has had quite. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he woke up on the wrong side of the bed yesterday. He called out a couple players in the media. The first one we'll talk about, which I think we're both gonna agree on, is he called out Brett Burns. Uh, in regards to the Norris Trophy, he was quoted, all you've got to do is watch one San Jose Sharks game and you'll see Brent Burns get beat three times a game, literally. And everybody has him up for the Norris. I just don't get it. This is one of the quotes that he just came out with. I, I agree with it. Um, you and I have talked about this time and time again. The Norris Trophy is not awarded to what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to go to the best all-around defenseman for their team. And now it's become kind of like a popularity contest, offensive powerhouse contest. Uh, I don't know. I think Dowdy kind of hits the nail on the head here because, at least for me, I think I would rather have Drew, Drew Dowdy and Victor Hedman on my team than Brent Burns just because they can pitch in offensively and defensively. So what, what do you have on this? Here's the thing. I agree with everything you said, and I'm actually a huge Drew Dowdy fan. Like, if someone said pick an NHL defenseman, 
for your franchise, anyone, I think I would pick Drew Doughty every time. I think furthermore, if somebody said if you could play like any NHL defenseman, I think he plays tough. Yeah, no, he does for sure, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But I thought it's been a tough day for him. Um, the Burns thing... Like, why did he circle out Burns? Did Burns say something about him, or was this provoked? Like, I think it was provoked so. about Mark Giordano. No, he he came back and said Giordano would be somebody that he would he would vote for for the Norris. Yeah, I just to me, and I think it would be really cool if Mark Giordano did get the Norris this year. Um, That'd be really like, cool. Who is, or who is Drew Doughty to say right now? He's a minus like thirty, uh, which I think is third worst in the league. He's on a terrible team. You're grouchy, dude. I get it, but like, this is not your year or the correct time for you to be talking about how the Norris should be voted for. You know what I mean? Okay, so I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Like, why are you even talking about it? Kind of thing. But, at the, sa- but at the same time, I feel like you kind of nailed it with that point, though. Like, that's true. I I do, and I understand what he's saying, and I agree. Like. Some people say there should be like a best offensive defenseman and a best defensive defenseman. I would be all for that because I think if the category was strictly like best defensive defenseman, then we would have these unreal like shutdown D men like that block shots and clear the net winning awards. Hell yeah. And that would be sick. That's like if you think about it, they have sick defensemen, sick forwards, forwards who score goals get awards, forwards who don't get penalties get goals, goalies get awards. Like the one person who's not getting an award is like a defensive defenseman so i would be all about that life um but what i wanted to bring up and this isn't related to drew dowdy and we'll get back to him in a second okay try to see if you'll know this this came from my father um staff for you since 2010 and 2011 there are four um in the top four for plus minus uh three of them are bruins chara bergeron and marchand who's number three on that list not a bruin not a Bruin. Eastern Conference or Western Conference? NHL. I'm not telling you. Uh, can you tell me if it's Ford or D? It's a defenseman. Um, is it going to fucking, is it going to blow my mind? No, I don't know. Plus, minus. Is it somebody that we've recently talked about? No, but we've definitely talked about him on the podcast. Uh, shit, dude. I don't know. I Like, as a shock, maybe like, maybe Shea Weber, but I doubt it. Um, no. Do you want me to tell you? It's not P.K. Subban. If it was Victor Hedman, I wouldn't be shocked. Who is it? Ryan McDonough. Is it really? Yeah, and furthermore, I learned that stat because I was listening to the Bruins game when they played the Lightning the other night, and Jack Edwards was going on a tangent about how people in Tampa Bay were saying that if any defenseman should earn the Norris Trophy in Tampa this year, it would be Ryan McDonough, not Victor Hedman. No like he's been their most consistent defenseman. So, Classic. Ryan McDonough on the come-up. I think we used to always talk about him, and we'd always say that he's the perfect number two defenseman. Um, and I think it's true to form. Like When he's not the guy, he is the best in the league, hands yeah, down. I think so. I would agree with that. He's awesome, man. Like I I will I'll go to my grave thinking this. That he played a majority of his career for the Rangers' hurt. And I think that's kind of what sucked. There were years where he hurt hurt his foot, and he was getting shots in his foot before every single game so he could skate. And then there was a year that he, he hurt his shoulder. He's always been a warrior, dude. He'll block shots. He'll chip in. The guy can fucking skate. He battles. And one of my favorite things about Ryan McDonough is on his shoulder pads, he has a custom, like, glued-on American flag. All right. All right. Let's... Like, that's kind of cool, dude. Yeah, what's the second one? What's the second one? Uh, okay, so Drew Doughty also went on to talk about Matthew Kachuk. We saw this last year, how that those two were going at it. He says, uh, no respect for him, none. I respect everyone else. I'll never talk to him off the ice. He's not respected by most people in the league. It's not just me. That's just a fact. Uh, so he comes out and he says this before the game. So last night, I didn't even know that the Rangers were playing. So And then I found out they were. So I watched the Rangers game, and I wanted to catch a little bit of the Bruins-Lightning game, but I think at that time, the Bruins were up 4-2, to and I was like, okay, the Bruins have this wrapped up, which I should have turned it back on, but I didn't. And then I really, really wanted to watch this Car- or not Carolina, Calgary-LA game because this rivalry between Dowdy and Kachuk is starting to rival like a Wilson-Reeves thing for me. 
almost a little bit more like Reeves and Wilson are just like, oh, who's tougher? Like these guys generally fucking hate each other, and it's awesome to watch. Last night, I I said Drew Doughty plays tough, and I think he does. I think if you're a forward, it's very hard to play against him because he's he's not just gonna play an angle; he's gonna physically go at you. And he's so good with the puck, it's hard to play against him. That's kind of what I meant. But when it comes to, like, dropping the gloves and shit like that, I don't know about you, but, like, I kind of do feel like he's been a bit of a pussy in the day. My dad hates him because there was, like, a play with Brandon Dubinsky, and he, like, sucker punched Dubinsky, and then Dubinsky went to fight him, and Doobie want to fight him. So whenever the Kings are on in our house, my dad's booing Drew Dowdy, like, vocally loudly. Um, So last night, uh, Matthew Kachuk kind of take a run at him. He avoids it. They skate up the ice. Kachuk gives him a little slash. And then Drew Dowdy fucking just comes up baseball hacking him in the ankle. Gives him a shot. And then backpedals behind a ref. Um, What did you have on this? I, like, am I soft for thinking that that should be more suspendable than some of the shit that they've suspended people for this year? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if he actually hit him in the ankle though. I feel like the intent was there, but I feel like he definitely got shit. That was a hard fucking slash. That was that wasn't just like a love tap or like, oh hey, I kind of got you. That was I'm trying to break my stick over your leg. Yeah, I got it. I, I mean, I agree with you. Definitely a dirty play, but it's like when it all comes down to me is like drop the gloves. Yeah, like just fight him. He's 20 years old. Like. Kachuk is a good fighter. He's not like a great fighter. It's not like it's Ryan Reeves over there. It's Matthew. Kachuk. Like, it's kind of like it. it's kind. Of, <sighs> You're a 28 year old defenseman. It's a lot of and has no teeth and a beard and slicked back hair. You should be able to fight this kid. Uh, Borietsky just killed somebody again. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I feel like he has a ton to lose. Like if Drew Doughty drops the gloves with Kachuk and he gets his ass kicked, like then what? Look, all I'm going to say, and I'm going to point back to this, I had this realization today because someone was talking about, like, when will the Florida Panthers actually succeed? The moment that Max Domi sucker-punched Aaron Ekblad at the beginning of the season and nothing happened, their season was over. That was it. Did, right? What you ended have, up happening to, when they met up? Did they fight? I don't remember. I, I, I just – I think they someone might have fought somebody. I don't even know. I, they probably didn't do anything, dude. But my point being is that, so. like, Drew Doughty, like, you keep saying you have no respect for him, but, like, if you have no respect for him, then force him into a fight. Feed him a quick one. Kachuk is the type of guy that if you feed him a quick one, he will fight back. It's not like Matthew Kachuk is this perfect guy where people are going to be like, oh, man, he didn't deserve that. Like, yeah. I like Kachuk, but he plays on the edge where he's the type of guy yeah. who can get suckered. Like, yeah. And, like, why not just start the fight? Why swing your stick and skate away? I just think it's a bad look. Yeah, no, I and agree I with like Dowdy. Yeah, no, I agree with it too. Um, next on the agenda, this is a, this is a good one. The Edmonton Oilers CEO, I'm pretty sure, Bobby Nicholson. Uh, he's at like this, like I think it was a an event with season ticket holders. I might be wrong on that, but it was kind of like a fan event from what I from what I've read. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Nonetheless, this is what he said, uh, and he kept pronouncing his this guy's name wrong. He says uh, this is has to do with Tobias Reader. Toby Reader will not be signed by Edmonton Oilers at the end of this year. Toby Toby Reader was a player that other teams wanted. He came here for one year because he wanted to play with Leon Draisaitl, who he plays with on the German national team. He thought if he wasn't playing with Leon, he'd be playing with Connor. He'd score 15, 16 goals instead of making two million. He'd sign a four year deal at three and a half. Toby Toby Reader hasn't scored one goal. Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways. If Toby Reader would have scored 10 or 12 goals, we'd probably be in the playoffs. Completely out of nowhere, too. Like, this isn't like, this was not provoked. This is what Bobby Nicholson decided to say at this very moment. Um, So, of course, people fucking freaked out. And he went and apologized to him before, before he even read what he said about him. Which was, I thought, a bananas part of the story. And then he found out what he said about him. And, and I, how do I say his name? It's Tobias Reader, isn't it? Correct. And uh, now he's mad again. I don't know. What do you have on this? Yeah. I don't know, man. First off, you got to comment on the guy's name being, or Tobias Reader being called Toby in this. Mm-hmm. Brings you back to the office. If, if you <laughs> it just reminds me of Michael Scott and Toby. Um, if you literally just like kind of replace like some of the words, it could fit like. Toby will not be signed by Dunder Mifflin at the end of the year. Toby was a worker that other other jobs wanted. I, I just think 
I just think it's such a crazy thing for the the CEO or whatever the hell Bobby is to say. Like, Toby Reader was not going to be the reason you won or lost the cup. I don't know if you remember this, but when the trade dead or free agent frenzy happened, I made us talk about Toby Reader, and I thought he was going to be a really good pickup for whoever signed him. So tough look for that because I completely forgot about Tobias Reader. He he's super fast. He can kill penalties. Just one of those guys that like has nothing else. So I don't know, man. Like one, why are you blaming Toby Reader? Yeah. Two, if you're Tobias Reader, like how do you keep playing? I don't know. the The one that makes me laugh is Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways. Like <laughs> I could just see CEO say this and be like, "Yeah, I fucking nailed that one." I mean, if to- so, if Tobias Reader goes down one of these games and scores on a breakaway, does he flip off the press of the box? Oh, that'd be cool. I don't know. I, I don't, if I'm the Edmonton Oilers and he's on my team and we have nothing to play for, I'm feeding that guy pu- the puck like every every shift. Yeah, every time. Yeah, in the last seven games, if he scored ten or twelve goals, <laughs> <laughs> and they miss the playoffs, and be like, "Yeah, fucking suck it, Bob Nicholson." Yeah, oh man. So that was a really funny story. I laughed pretty hard at that one. Yeah, the hockey gods missed out on that one. Cause that would have been fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm gonna transition this one. Yes, because please do. Going from going from one person that made me laugh, the two funniest organizations, mm-hmm. Eugene Melnick, maybe. The number one first star of this podcast. Can we explain forever. who Eugene Melnick is, dude? I get him and Pierre Dorian confused. He's the owner. Eugene Melnick is the owner. Pierre Dorian is the GM. Correct. Okay, thank you. And so Eugene Melnick comes out and says, Mistakes were made and somebody forgot about defense, referring to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can you imagine being an Ottawa Senators fan and your team is so bad and everyone hates the owner and he's doing all this stupid stuff and he's saying that most Ottawa Senators fans are happy. It's just the 11-year-olds that are making noise and upset about the season. And then he comes out and says that the Maple Leafs need a defenseman and that they're idiots. It's like, dude, you just traded Eric Carlson. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, that's terrible. And you're complaining about them needing a defenseman? What the hell? It's it's like that one like kid on the playground who's like a huge loser and he's not really allowed to talk but one day he just comes in and like he chirps like the biggest bully on the playground and everyone's just like why the fuck are you even talking? It's like exactly like that. Like why are you talking? You have no room to talk about anything. You have changed an organization that almost went to the Stanley Cup 2 years ago into the biggest joke in the NHL. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and to be dude, honest was, with you, dude, the way this season has gone, yeah, like they haven't won that many games, but for the first half of the season, they weren't that bad. And whoever kind of kept that ship floating, think about how much shit has happened with the Ottawa Senators this year. And these guys are still battling. Like they may be low in the in the standings, but we were talking about how, if Carter Hunt gets to play the Senators or whatever. I mean, they just beat the Maple Leafs. Like they're still battling, dude. And I think that's very commendable for for this group of guys who like have been cast as, like, these fucking plugs who, like, don't want to be there. Their ownership is awful. Like, I think it's pretty cool that these guys are still battling, and I think something needs to be said about that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just learned, I was just looking up Eugene Melnick. I wanted to f- find some fun facts. One, he resides in Barbados, so I hope he's just, like, <laughs> dipping a pina colada, like, on a beach, like, just, like, getting a tan, just, like, ripping off these quotes from a lawn chair. That'd be sick. Number two, he is a trustee on the board of the New York Racing Association, better known as Naira. And if you know anything about Naira or horse racing, they are maybe the most incompetent group of management <laughs> and people of all time. We would know yeah. firsthand. We were employees. Yeah. Um, and it makes too much sense. Yeah. The Naira thing, I don't need to know anymore. So, I mean, shout out to Eugene Melnick. I hope he keeps... I hope he keeps coming up with the good quotes. You know how he owns the Senators? Is there... This may be a dumb question. Is there a way that, like, the people of Otto can, like, make him trade this team? Or, like, sell? I don't think so, dude, because I think he's the sole owner. I think he bought the team by himself. Like, it's his. Oh, my God. That sucks. I feel so bad for those people. That's yeah, awful. Not... Can you imagine being a diehard fan of, like, some team and you have an owner that's doing this shit? I... And, like, I mean, I, I'm, like, pretty blessed because our owner does do this shit. He just doesn't do it with the NHL. He does it with the NBA. Here we go. Here's my thing. Five years from now, the Ottawa Senators, right, they have a completely different lineup. 
and they get some goalie in the playoffs. They get an eight seed, they get hot with a hot goalie in the playoffs, and they win the Stanley Cup. Do we look back and say Eugene Melnick was a genius, or do we look back and say that guy was an idiot who got lucky? Oh, I think definitely an idiot who got lucky, dude. Isn't he like a billionaire, though? He can't be that dumb. Some people are... I mean, have we talked about this before, how, like... How I feel like there are people in the world that are like million billionaires, and like I actually I think I am smarter than them. I, I maybe do, but you gotta believe this guy is just—it's like no press is bad press. You know what I mean? He's a gunslinger. This podcast is a fan of gunslingers. We were a fan of that Finnish GM for the Blue Jackets who traded away the whole team, and they Car- suck. the Carolina Hurricanes GM we like a lot because he said that he's not drafting defense anymore. He doesn't worry about that. He likes high scoring games. So I mean. If you're a gunslinger, then play ball. I can't hate on the guy. Are we Eugene, in on Melnick now? What's that? Are we in on Melnick now? Because I, 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 I thought he was kind of a joke, but like we can be, we can be his supporters. He doesn't yeah, have I any. I don't want to be his fan. Like who did he? He just called out some Ian Mendez guy. I think that's his name. Uh, some media guy for the Senators. He he like fucking said he was bush league on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, dude, I don't think you put it down for your hero. You need a new hero, dude. You need to fucking... We'll talk about it, but a little Martian action. Um, next one. Andrew Ladd tears his ACL. He's out for the year. Michael Dalcal. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. He's in the lineup. I guess he's played a pretty good... Uh, for when he's been alive, he's played pretty good. Is Josh Osang going to get called up? Like, I feel this, I feel like this Josh Osang thing is like starting to spiral out of control a little bit. What do you mean? Like he's openly said how he thinks that he should be on the on the big league team, and he just hasn't been. And this is like three times ago. Yeah, I mean, you got to think maybe it puts him into a pickle because I think I think a lot of Islander fans kind of thought that like part of the whole saying issue was that Garth Snow was running your organization and like that like it was just Garth Snow's fault. It was easy to blame him, mm-hmm. but it's like new. It's Lou Lamorello. And Barry Trotz are the one that they're the guys making this call. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're the two. They're they're two hockey minds that like. Even if I think Lamorello is an idiot who like won't let people grow facial hair and is like stuck in 1932, they're both kind of smart hockey minds. Mm-hmm. They're proven winners, and for some reason, neither of them think he can stick in the lineup. So like, I don't know what it is. He hasn't really torn up the AHL either. Like in. His first year in the AHL, he had 36 points in 50 games. The second year, he had 31 points in 50 games. And then this year, he has 37 points in 49 games. Not really a goal scorer, more or less being a distributor. Um, I don't know, man. It's weird. But he's electric. So that's why it is weird. Because, like, he's looked electric in the past. And you've watched him play, and you're like, wow. I don't know. Maybe he's, like, uh, maybe he turns into uh, a Pittsburgh Penguin. That kind of seems like a career path for Dude, him on the side what, of, like, Crosby. What's crazy for me is in his first year, he got called up to the Islanders, and in 21 games, he had 10 points. He had four goals and six assists. Like, I feel like that's pretty fucking good for a rookie. Yeah, no, it was, dude. He was sick. That's that's why I don't get his progression. Um, really quick, I just want not to change subjects, but I just want to shout a player out because I think it's so weird. Jared McCann who was, like, a first-round pick. I think he, like, got traded around from, like, Vancouver to Florida or vice versa. I think he was involved in, like, a Wongo trade or something along those lines. He's on the pens. He's, like, scoring. He's got, like, 15 goals since he got traded there, like, in, like, December or January or something like that. He's doing spinoramas. Like, it's been a while since the Penguins have hit on a trade, and that kid looks really good. So, I I think with him and Donato, it kind of, like, I don't know if it's people giving up on players too early or sometimes some players just don't mesh well with certain teams. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo took a run at Jared McCann's head last night, so that's how I knew who he was. <laughs> then he took a run at Strom. He's a dirty player. Um, moving on. Uh, also, does Andrew Ladd leaving their lineup? It, like, I feel like a couple years ago I've been like, holy shit, they lost Andrew Ladd, and now I'm like, oh, they lost Andrew Ladd. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that, I mean, it kind of sums it up right there that we just didn't even really talk about Andrew Ladd. I think he's definitely been better this year. But he's, I mean, he's just another power forward that just was signed to too big of a contract. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's one for the Sharks. Kevin Kerr's on Twitter. Eric Carlson groin is no longer skating every day per De- Pete DeBoer as his rehab continues. The hope remains, though, that he'll play before the regular season ends. Yo, if Eric Carlson has a groin strain, why the fuck are they skating him every day? 
Like, wouldn't you just rest the fuck out of that? I feel like you're playing with fire there. I get what you're saying. I feel like at the same time, though, like, Eric Carlson always is playing injured. Like, I feel like he always has, like, a torn Achilles or, like, a pulled groin or his foot's messed up. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the wrong move to continue to play him. Like, I get what you're saying. Rest him. And, like, you think, too, like, the Sharks are probably good enough um, to make it to the second round without him, like, to have him take his time, but maybe they just don't want him to lose a step, like, weird scenario for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that, especially groins, because groins you need to, like, completely heal. If you even come back remotely early, you're fucked. Um, Keith Yandel suggests a new playoff format idea. He suggested the top-seeded team in each conference should decide who they play, with the second seed choosing their opponent from the remaining pool, and so on and so forth. I kind of like this. What do you have on this one? Yeah, it's definitely cool, but I think for some reason, like, it's one of those things that's just too far out there for the NHL to do. Like, they would get too nervous about it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, really, when it comes down to it, it's probably the fairest fairest way of them all. Yeah. Um, and I think the best part, too, is if you call out a team, like, that's just extra motivation for that team. So rivalry. I think that start, it starts an instant rivalry. So yeah. no matter who plays who, they're going to be pissed off at each other. Yep. I I love it. Again, I like what you said. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but that'd be sick. Um, I have this Paul Byron thing down here, but you didn't really want to talk about that, so we no. don't have to. No, go ahead, dude. No, he fought Mackenzie Weger today, and <laughs> this was a tweet. Paul Byron drops the gloves of Mackenzie Weger and gets throttled. Gives the guy payback for the hit that concussed him earlier in the season, and now it looks like Byron might be concussed. So uh, Byron bit off a little bit more than he could chew, and he got drilled with an uppercut. I told you this because I figured you hate Paul Byron, but you uh, fuck it. Oh yeah, two one capitals, we're good. Um, you don't like Mackenzie yeah. Weger, so. No, it's not that I don't like Mackenzie Weger. I just put out the point that Mackenzie Weger is literally the guy who got speed bagged by Noel Chari throwing lefts like three nights ago. So to go from fighting someone who just pummeled you to fighting Paul Byron. I said it was a coward move, and you said that it was a move that you would pull off. Find the weakest kid on the playground, give him a wedgie. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Get your dominance back? Yeah. You need a spark. <laughs> um, and then the last one, the Battle of Boston-Tampa. I talked about this earlier when I was talking about watching the Rangers and then the Bruins being up 4-2. I didn't see any of the game. I thought it was over. As soon as you see the Boston to be up 4-2 on somebody, you think it's over. What the fuck happened? I don't know. It was kind of it was an emotional roller coaster because the big game the light they took it to the Bruins in the first period pretty good and then we came out and just were like dominating the second. Who's home? Third period. What's that? Who is home? Tampa. So it was in Tampa. Okay. I feel like the Bruins always lose in Tampa. It's the worst. Uh, um, it, it was just a classic. Stamkos had two snipes. Kucherov had a snipe. And then Sorelli scored the game-winning goal with, like, a minute left. I could just feel it happening. Being up two goals before the third period against the Tampa Bay Lightning is so frightening. Like, yeah. it is the scariest thing. I didn't feel comfortable at all. There wasn't one second in that intermission. I was like, the Bruins had this locked up. Um, I, I'm just proud that they hung in there with Steve Camper still playing. Dude, so this made me so mad. And, like, some people might think I'm completely overreacting. But there was it, Steve Camper. Oh, I <laughs> Steve Camper had the puck behind the net and he was wheeling. He was going to, he picked up speed. He was going to go all the way around the net and try to feed like a winger, like moving his feet. In the offensive zone? What? Offensive zone or defensive zone? D zone. He went to pick up the puck and break it out. He's flying around the net. Comes around the net, picks his head up, and he sees Cedric Paquette coming at him. I, he goes, instead of just trying to beat Cedric Paquette or taking a hit from that little French dude, he pumps the brakes as fast as he can and throws a three-mile-an-hour backhand pass reverse to John Moore. John Moore catches the puck and gets obliterated by Earn, that huge fourth-line guy who's oh, sick no. on table, yeah. and, like, and, like, breaks his arm. And it's just like, why is Steve Camper in here? Oh, like, is John Moore hurt? Yeah, he went off. His arm's all messed up. He's like our fourth defenseman out now. Oh, and I have man. to see more Steve Camper. Every year, it's so weird how your defenseman catches the injury bug, unlike any other team I've ever seen. Oh, really quick, and then we can move on from this. Because Tampa's really good, and that's really that's really what this is all about. Um, Bruins have a new defenseman, Connor Clifton. Dude, you would love him. He is from New Jersey, and that's all I need to know. Oh, that's nice. 
yeah. little little Jersey. snarl. He he likes he loves throwing hip checks, and he's from New Jersey. Hell so. yeah! I yeah, wonder if so he went. Me. I wonder if he went to William Patterson. I don't know. I'll look it up, dude. What's next? What's next? Uh, now we're gonna get into our Twitter questions. Brought to you by Company Thirty Nine. Company 39 is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. If you're a young hockey player, you need this. You get to see what a player like Joe Pavelski had to go through to get to where he is. If you're a men's league bender like me, you'll love it. If you're a hockey parent or coach looking to motivate your players, this is for you. You get an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete, and you get in-depth on-ice drills that you don't normally see, but you know that the pros use. I'm excited to say that we have a promo code to share with you guys. Go to company39.com, that's K-O-M-P-A-N-Y-3-9.com, and use the promo code MORNINGSKATE to save 20% off. While you're there, check the testimonials and see names like Charlie McAvoy and Anders Lee giving them their full endorsement. It's no joke, so head on over to company39.com, stop wondering, and start learning from the best. All right, here we go. Twitter questions. We got some good ones. Uh, goalie Nick, predictions for the playoffs if the season ended today. Thank God ESPN does that for us. So the first round matchup in the Eastern Conference, we have Tampa Bay Lightning versus Montreal Canadiens. Hal, who do you got? Tampa is so good, but I, I'm going to pick Tampa. I would pick Tampa, but I just really want to say that if this matchup actually happened, Carey Price getting so hot against Tampa would be my favorite dream of all time. Yeah, I'm going Tampa, and I, cause I just don't see them losing to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Boston, Toronto. This this series is already happening, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I, I got the Bruins. Uh. Oh, it lets you know season series Bruins lead three one. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you got Bruins. I'm still not convinced with. I mean, John Tavares is kind of scaring the playoffs, but I'm just still not convinced with the uh, Tampa's defense. Eugene Melnick hit it, hit it right on the fucking head there. Uh, next round, Washington, Carolina. Oh man, I'm gonna go Caps again. I I I know what you're gonna pick. Yep, Caps in four, and then the Islanders and the Penguins, which I, sneaky could be a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the Penguins still on that one too. Yeah, me too. Fuck the Isles. Uh, now, oh my God, I'm gonna hate this. All right, Calgary, Colorado. Calgary. San Jose, Vegas. Oh San shit! Jose. I didn't. I didn't pick. Uh, I'm gonna go Calgary too. You said San Jose. Yes. I'm going Vegas. Winnipeg, Dallas. Oh, oh. I mean, I crapped on the Stars when Zuccarello got traded there. Big Ben Bishop, pretty good player. Yeah, uh, really good player. You mean? If you, I, I had no idea. If you look up Ben Bishop's stats, he's like the best goalie in the last five years. Like yeah. he's right there with Ryan McDonald. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know though. I don't. It's really funny because that person who came in with the Twitter question, I think last week, asking like if they can win without Patrick Laine being great, like that's actually stuck in my head now. Like that's good. That would, uh, the Jets would win the series. I said. Uh, I'm taking Dallas. Dallas has been hot. Uh, they played Winnipeg four times this year. Dallas is three and one against them. The line, I think, yo, this motherfucker still scored 30 goals this year. I know, dude. Like, That's why, but like, he's supposed to score 50, I guess. Like, I what the fuck? I thought that he only had like 16 or 17 goals. And then I was on Reddit today and it said Patrick Line is like one of the first players to score over 30 goals be- before the age of 21 or something like that. Like, he's done it three times, and I'm like, that's a bad Not year. Holy fuck. Yeah. That must suck. Uh, and then Nashville, St. Louis. I'm going to go Nashville. Uh, yeah, you got to go Nashville. Coyotes are two points behind Colorado. Columbus are two points behind Montreal. Minnesota's also two points behind Colorado. So that Western Conference, that'd be kind of cool if that comes down to, like, the last game. Yeah, it might, dude, and it's kind of crazy. I wrote the Avalanche off, but they've been playing really well. The Wild have been good, too. So, I mean, if it comes down the last game, that'd be sick. And, I mean, the Yotes. Shout, shout out to Seth in Arizona. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pumped if the Yotes made the made the playoffs. Um, good question, Goalie Nick. Uh, Mr. Blake, will we see a sweep in the first round? He's a regular Twitter question guy. Uh, for sure, Washington, Carolina, the fastest four games you'll ever see in a series. 
Book it. Bruins made police. Holy fuck. All right. Let's say that happens. Babcock get fired? Why? Yeah, no. I uh, I don't think he will because they have so much money invested in them. Dude, it's but if they get if they get swept by the Boston Bruins in the first round, I mean, here's the thing. I so I always shit on the five year plan um, and some of their signings and like the way they've gone about it. People people have hopped on the five year plan thing. By the way, we get tweets all the time of people being like five year plan, five year plan. Appreciate you guys. Dubis. I think I like him. I think he's actually pretty good at what he does. He's kind of a nerd. He's kind of a cool nerd, though. Like, his glasses, his hair, it works for him. Definitely like, a cool nerd. I feel like he just dresses like that. I don't think he actually acts like that. I don't know, man. I feel like he, I feel like in order to dress like that in Toronto, you got to act like it. And you know what? The biggest action, speak louder than words, the biggest action he could do is if the Maple Leafs, even if the Maple Leafs lose to the Bruins, if he fires... Carlisle for a first round exit. Babcock. Babcock, Jesus. Carlisle would always get fired. If he fires Babcock for a first round exit, I would respect him even more. I think, I don't think you fire him just for a loss. I think if they get swept by the Bruins, let's say they get swept and like the games aren't even close, I think you have to fire him. Well, dude, the thing is that I don't realize it. I don't know if Mark Savard's actually accurate or not, but Mark Savard loves to tweet about the Maple Leafs. And how, like, it'll be, like, t- 10 minutes left in the game, and Austin Matthews will have, like, 11 minutes of ice. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? There's been, the- there's been, like, some weird, and I don't know if it's a Toronto media, which could be, like, kind of egging this on, but there's been some, like, weird Babcock talk going on, like, recently. So. I don't know. We'll see. It's Toronto, man. Uh, Southpaw wants to know, would we rather use a silver Easton stick or a gold Easton stick? So I looked at I looked at these photos, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Southpaw. No disrespect; these sticks are a little before my time. Like they were kind of in the mix, but like not really. Like this is more what I saw on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, that silver Easton stick just looks like someone who loves to throw cross checks and slashes. Like I, I know like it might the classic goal is a little less flashy per se, but. Dude, that silver stick's kind of electric when I was taking a look at it. Yeah, I'm definitely going silver stick. To me, the only gold stick you can use is a TPS Response XN10. Southpaw, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Legendary stick. Uh, Jim Big Daddy, loving this guy, tweets at us. Can the Blackhawks do it? Is that literally what he asked? Yeah, the uh, really quick, dude. The XN10 was a great stick. That was like, awesome that stick. might have been my... That was like I think that was the last stick I had before Warrior became the thing, where it was like Warrior had the best sticks. Before that, you were either an Easton Synergy guy and you were like going down like the bubble and the grip, and you're going down that route, or you went TPS with with the original yellow. Yep, yellow just the one. response. When they, when they went to the XN10, dude, it was sleek. It was light, light as shit, I, and you could I, rip pucks with that thing. Yeah, that was a great stick for sure. So good call. Probably my probably my favorite stick of all time. Who do you think they had for curves? I had one. I forget who the fuck it was, but like the only two people I knew that used it were me and Dave Ferris. And if you nobody knows who Dave Ferris is, but the guy fucking ripped slap shots when we were like eleven years old. So <laughs> Snapshot City, dude. What's what's next? Jim Big Daddy, can the Blackhawks do it? I don't, yeah, so I thought this tweet was hilarious, because Jim, Jim Big Daddy, shout out Jim Big Daddy, they, um, he tweeted us at, like, 10 people in response to our question, and one person responded, yes, they can, so I did not think the Blackhawks had a chance, we just talked about all these teams trying to get in on the bubble, didn't think about them, but now that, it's kind of like that tweet with Line A, now that Jim Big Daddy's asking people if the Blackhawks can get in, and people are saying, yes, they can, exclamation point, I believe it. Patrick, I mean, can you imagine if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze rally the boys and make the playoffs? That would be sick, and that would be a first-round matchup I would not want to have. Yeah, for sure. They're only trailing Colorado by five points, too. They got seven games remaining. Colorado's got six, so they got a game in hand as well. I don't know, man. So, I mean, they could essentially only be four behind with six games left. I mean, I don't think Colorado's going to win out. 
They have yeah, six games left, at, and they have five. The Blackhawks win. You're looking at the what? I don't know. No, I'm just saying Colorado has six games remaining, five against quality teams, and the Blackhawks have seven remaining, six against quality teams. So, uh, I don't know. It's up in the air. The fucking Anaheim Ducks are pissing me off because they're not winning any games. It's fucking the Rangers up. Uh, Gene Glass 24. Can Bennington, I think I said the name right, be the same goalie that he had been in the regular season for the Blues? I'm going to be honest with you, Gene. I don't think it ma- this guy could be Dominic Koshik. I don't see them being the Preds. Yeah, you know what, though, man? I'm just going to keep shouting out our fans. For some reason, we have a small demographic. Like, we're not huge West Coast guys, and we love hockey, and we watch the league. But West Coast people love us. We always get blues questions. We yeah. always get blues questions. And we always shit on the blues, and they always come back for more. You know what that is? That's adversity. That's a fan base that has been put down for, like, 40 years time and time again. Mm-hmm. No cup. I saw that the San Jose Sharks have been in the NHL for like 26 years and they've missed the playoffs like six times. That's insane. And then you look at a Blues fan who like can't sniff a cup with like all these all-star rosters that they had. Yes, I think Jordan Bennington, for you Blues fans, can be the same player if not better. People forget Cam Ward. Cam Ward stepped up one cup. Okay, so Hal's giving everybody a false sense of hope there. There's not a shot they beat the Preds in the first round. So that's my – sorry, Jeannie. And then last question, Fur to Hockey 99 wants to know, Grizzly or Copenhagen? I mean, you, Hal, what do you got? Um, Grizz. Yeah, 100%. Uh, appreciate the questions. Keep sending them in. You guys, By the way, dude, not, talk about a more on-brand name than Fur to Hockey 99. want to know about Dip. Yeah, I respect that. Uh, now we are going to get into our Patty B hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, thanks, Pat. Here we go. One voicemail from Patty B. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty V here. All right, um, I finished first place in two of my five fancy hockey leagues. Pretty good. Um, one of my um, teams was Hatrick Swayze, and the other team was Your Team Sucks. Mm-hmm. What would you have chosen for a fantasy hockey team name? Or what was the best one you guys have ever got if you played fantasy hockey? And that'll be it. Later, guys. Bye. Oh, wait, Pat. Fantasy hockey names. What do you got, Hal? <laughs> Unreal, man. So, I don't know, Patty. I, I just remember at the beginning of the year, I hyped everyone up, told them I was going to follow my fantasy hockey team. I just logged in for the first time in like six months. I'm 5-18. and 18. Um, I, the last, I didn't play either. The last time that I set my lineup, I put Crosby, Sagan, Jake DeBrusque, Miro Heskinen on the bench. Um so it's been a tough year for the boys. I I don't know, man. I my team name's Phil Kessel's Toilet. It's not really that funny, but it gives me a chuckle. I I'm not that creative. Yeah. I, am I the Catfish Hunter still? Yeah. For some reason I loved Catfish Hunter. I think it had to do with M T V show. I'm not sure. And the baseball pitcher. Uh, fancy team name though? I, I mean I don't know. I I think your hat trick Swayze's is kind of clever. Like good job, Pat. <laughs> Um, if you guys have if you guys have voicemails, call in 518-309-2595. We do this every week. So if you leave a voicemail, you will be featured on the show. 518-309-2595. Now we are going to get into our new segment called Ked and Cooner Mow the Lawn. All right, guys. So this is a new segment that we're going to do. Hal thought of it on the fly. Uh, everybody kind of knows that I love to complain and, and if you've listened to the podcast for a while you've definitely heard Cooner come on a time or two and he's he's also a complainer so this is a new segment it's going to be called Ked and Cooner Mow the Lawn and we're going to call it that because every time somebody chirps the Carolina Hurricanes we're an old man who wants to mow the lawn so that's what we're calling it so uh, without further ado here is a segment Cooner What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Nothing, dude. I'm just getting ready. It's a nice spring day out. I'm going to go mow my lawn. I got my, <laughs> you know, nice Wrangler jean shorts on with a nice pair of Nike Air Monarchs, slightly grass-stained, mm-hmm. beer mm-hmm. in the cup holder. I'm ready to mow. Okay, so uh, 
<laughs> mow away. What what was your uh, what was your complaint this week? We saw a tweet from you. I retweeted it. Got some pub. Tell us about all it. All right. So so basically, like last night, I think it is where it, like all started. I think like I saw something about like the Hurricanes dunking a basketball on the ice, and I was like, man, please tell me that I'm going to see the longer part of the highlight, and the dude's going to fall and get hurt. And I was like, all right, dial it back. Like I don't want to see this dude get hurt. But then I'm fucking watching like NHL live or whatever the fuck they call it where it's like pregame for nbcsn capitals and hurricanes and they do like a top five countdown of the fucking hurricanes best celebrations oh my of the God. Season. and i'm like can i just see like gretzky's top five goals from like you know his last season or something i would much rather watch fucking Ty Bertuzzi's top five like sucker punches or something than watch the fucking carolina hurricanes fucking bellies after the game and then it comes on intermission again like they need they really we're running out of shit to show there's fucking other games on tonight mm-hmm. no it's it's ridiculous i've been saying this from the from the get-go and and we've gotten some bad reviews from people of carolina hurricanes going out of their way because they're fucking idiots um it's dumb they're dunking a basketball in the game of hockey after a game i just think it's stupid hal what do you have on all this you're you're always like the middleman house. So do you do you have anything here? Look, I one. This is not my uh, segment, but oh, I will okay. just chime in quickly and say everyone knows I'm a big stats guy. Look at the NHL attendance right now. They are in 28. They're in front of Arizona, Florida, and the Islanders. Okay. And if you look at the percentage of the rink being full, they're in dead last at 84.2 percent. Uh, math never lies. Okay. Yeah, and I, look at last year's too. I thought there'd be like a correlation, like oh, they're probably going up. Nope, <laughs> nope. All right, so that was that was this week's episode of Ken and Cooner mow the lawn. We're sick and tired of the Carolina Hurricane uh, celebrations. Get that out of our face, right, Cooner? Like all they gotta do is win, right? Yeah, just win, win with some class. Stop being jerks. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. You know what? If the Carolina Hurricanes, honestly. If they just won and didn't do this shit, I would probably like the Carolina Hurricanes right now. Same. Same. I'd like them. If they win a playoff series, do they celebrate before or after the handshake, and do you shake their hand? Ooh. Fuck. No, dude. I mean, you got you got a brawl. Is that crossing the line with these celebrations going into the playoffs? I, I think if they beat you in a series and before the fucking handshake line – Start clapping their hands and shit. I'm punching every single one of them directly in the mouth. So I thought about this too, right? I thought like I was like, okay. Over the past like five years, we've seen like a lot more flashy celebrations in sports. Hockey guys have really been given the one knee and doing some like kind of extravagant shit. But football, it's gotten like even more ramped up. NBA, every time a guy hits a fucking bucket, he like has to like pat his head with three fingers and let the crowd know he like did his job. And, like, it almost seems like, for the first time in history, like, the NHL is, like, I ple- I hope to God they're not being first movers in this, where, like, all sports start doing this shit after games, and, like, because yeah. guys are going to have to start going to, like, acting school and shit now, too, like, get a full ride to, like, acting colleges, and then they're going to start booming with D1 football programs, and it's going to be crazy. Yeah, this is a serious question, and I don't know if I'm just being an idiot or not, but if you're a free agent... The fact that they do this, does that like kinda does that play into whether or not you'd sign there? Fuck yes. Like, I think it would, but I don't know if that's crazy to think that, because you're still making millions of dollars. But like if you're gonna if you're getting offered millions of dollars from one team, more than likely you're getting a million dollar offer from another team. Okay, two things. One, if I was an uh unrestricted free agent, the Hurricanes aren't that good. Okay, they're making the playoffs potentially for the first time in nine years, so I'm not, like, jumping hard dick to be on their team. Yep. Just in general, with or without this, but with, it makes it worse. Two, if I am – do you think – like, what's the consensus of, like, do you think that that whole team loves it? Like, the I don't whole know. Team? I, I would or, hate it. I would absolutely you, hate it. Right? Like, do you just, like – okay, so it reminds me of, like, girls' softball. Okay. You know how they do all the cheering and shit? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, there's some girls that are like, fuck this shit, but the one girl's dad's a coach, and she's like, no, my dad fucking said so. We're doing this shit, and fucking F-O-U-L-E, foul, foul balls. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> even though there's no E in foul, but whatever, you get the point. Yeah. Like, that's what, 
I've had that thought, and my whole thing the whole time has been, like, if they're, like, doing it and they're having fun, like, I'm a little confused. But if they're, like, ironically doing it and, like, they're going into the locker room and they're, like, I can't believe people love this. And they're, like, laughing and having a good time on the ice because they realize how stupid they look. Why I sound like a really old guy. Like, then maybe I could respect it. Like, if it's kind of just, like, super ironic to them. So they're doing it to, like, fuck with people? Yeah, they, like, black out, like, on a road trip, and they're like, what are we going to do next time, boys? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, that sounds like something we would do. I don't think this is the case. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I don't know, guys. It's interesting, but uh, I don't know. It's it's, a good conversation. So I think the first segment of Kevin Cooner mowing the law went pretty well. Rip it up. Rip it up. All right. Thanks, Cooner. All right, boys. I'll catch you soon. All right. All right, so that was a segment. Ken and Cooner mow the lawn. We'll see how that goes. Could go either way. I'm not really sure. How would you think of it? It was good, dude. I, I think we need to workshop it a little bit, but I think it was strong. Uh, thanks to Cooner. He said he had about five minutes, so we hopped on there, and he got the job done. Hell, yeah. Um, now we're going to move on to our Laga Sports Heroes uh, – Heroes, wow, Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. Holy shit. <laughs> How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stempniak. Hero and zero time. I told you that you had to change your hero. Do you, did you understand why I said that? Yeah, I mean, is it going to be Brad Marchand? I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I'm still going to keep mine. Yeah, Joe Haggerty's an idiot, and if you've listened to the podcast or followed our Twitter account, I hate Joe Haggerty. Him telling him that he was at the snack bar line while watching the game was awesome. Um, just classic click clickbait Joe. What does your dad think of him? Not a fan. Okay. All right, so who's your hero this week? I got two, so technically I have three. Um, one, Matt Molson still plays hockey. Shout out to Fever Boy Rexy. Text of the group chat on Saturday said he was like on his way to like a San Diego Gulls game, a uh, big rivalry game. He was drinking vodka out of like a coffee cup and an Uber. A mm-hmm. uh, real power play move by him. So I looked up the roster just to see what was going on. And that creepy Matt Molson's playing for the Ottawa Reign, making $3.5 million. He has like 58 points in 59 AHL games. Uh, just an awesome story. I mean, we, we kind of talked about in the group message. If Matt Molson isn't an elite AHLer, I don't know who is. That's what I'm saying, man. Just it fits the bill. Yeah. Um, so shout out to that creepy looking dude. And, and I, he may be creepy looking too, but at the same time, like if he's on my AHL team, like I'm not mad about it. Oh no, for sure. I think he's probably a great teammate too. Yeah. Um, like I feel like Matt Molson has some stories for the boys. Yeah, just look at him. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he's seen some shit. So uh, my second hero is really quick. Don't know how to say his name. Damian Enchervarita at ECH28. This time of year with like 10 games left, he's the best person to follow on Twitter. He has the simplest graphic for all of us idiots to follow. It has the standings. They're color-coordinated. It shows what games are left, who they're playing, and what the magic numbers are to get eliminated. It is the best. If you don't follow him, he tweets the best part is he tweets them out at like five o'clock in the morning. So when I get on my phone first thing, it's always one of the first things I see. That's nice. It's already updated for you. There's no refresh or when is he going to update it? Right. What dude? I said, that's nice. So like when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to like yeah. refresh your phone. It's already ready to go. Uh, good heroes. My hero of the week goes to Adam Fox, uh, right-handed defenseman out of Harvard. Pretty much told the Carolina Hurricanes, I don't want to do any of your, your fuckboy celebrations after the game, and I'm not going to sign with you. I'm going to go back to Harvard for my senior season, and then I'm going to test free agency. Uh, this kid, he put up 40-something points in 30 games as a junior at Harvard, which is pretty unheard of. And last thing, his favorite team growing up was the New York Rangers. So my hero of the week for telling Carolina to fuck off and being a Rangers fan, Adam Fox. And he's American. So I thought this tweet sucked that you sent out. That was great. And not the Adam Fox thing. It's the Rangers angle. Like, Of course it is, because the Rangers get all the free agents and you hate it. If you're a Rangers fan and you're pumped about another college free agent coming to your team to be the savior, just look at your past. 
it worked out. That. It worked out great with Matt Gilroy. He was a fucking hell of a player. Just look at the past. You have zero cups. You might be this big college free agent landing spot, but it has done nothing for you. You had to rebuild your team because you just realized that you can't have all of these North American hockey players that don't want to sign their entry-level contract because they want to go play under the Billy Joel banners at Madison Square Garden for the it's not going to work out. I don't get why you get so, like, butter about people wanting to come play for the Rangers. I don't, I just, I just get butter that Rangers, I feel like Rangers fans think players, every player wants to sign for your team. It's like, I don't think every player, I just I know, think, and you might, I, I don't think it's every player, I just think it's every player who's openly said that their favorite player, play, favorite team growing up is the Rangers. Shout out Charlie McAvoy. I also think every every single time there's a big free agent, the Rangers are always involved. Okay, so when Panarin signs with the Rangers this offseason, you're going to be like, well, shit. There it goes, dude. There it goes again. Entitled Rangers fans. This is my first zero of the week. But guess what, Rangers fans? I'm coming back at you with something that might cheer you up because it's kind of crapping on the Islanders. The week is Oliver Wallstrom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big hit for... The Islanders, who everyone is excited about. The Rangers, I think, passed on him. He was going to BC. He was the kid who did the sick move on the Bruins overtime um, and be this prolific goal scorer. He had 19 points in 36 games for BC, which, I mean, really, realistically, Hockey East is a tough conference. It's not that bad. Um, but it's not great, and it's not, like, top 10 pick material. He's leaving BC, and now he's choosing between going to Europe or going to play in the AHL. Good luck with that, dude. If you couldn't play in Hockey East, you're going to go to the AHL and you think you're going to have better success. Maybe I'm totally off base on this, but I'm salty. And people forget he's touted as the best hockey player to ever come out of the state of Maine. He was 13 years old playing for his high school team, and he committed to the University of Maine. And then once he started getting a little bit better and signed with the U.S. National Development Program, he forgot about his home state, unsigned, and went to rival D.C. and... It's called Karma Oliver. I don't like you. I didn't know any of that. Good. I that did cheer me up. You know what didn't cheer me up? Fucking Ottawa Sunday just made it four nothing. So <laughs> shout out Carter Hutton. Who's your zero? Fuck. It's about to be Carter Hutton. Um, my zero of the week with the draft coming up. You're gonna start. Everybody on Twitter is gonna start seeing more and more opinions of people who think uh, who should be drafted where in picks three through three through ten. And pretend like they know exactly what they're fuck they're talking about. So the, my zero of the week are the people that do that. You're just not about mock life, dude. Mock draft life. I'm not, You're not about life. I'm not about people pretending like they know exactly what happens because they've seen a few gifts of people on fucking Twitter. I, just, I mean, you don't you don't respect guys that watch teenage boys play hockey all day. I don't. I don't. I don't respect guys that do that and then pretend like they know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at the same time, and I don't know any of their names because it's not like football. But you know how like football has Todd McShay and like uh, who's the other guy? Um, I think I know what you're talking well, about. Yeah, whatever. Slicked back hair, glasses. They have like those guys <laughs> where they're big scouts. I don't feel like hockey has one guy where it's like I trust this guy's like scouting and mock draft analysis. Like there's Bob just McKenzie. Right what Bob McKenzie normally kind of comes out with who he thinks should be drafted where. Like whenever he talks, I'm like, okay, that's where that person's going. Yeah, but that's but still, that's kind of an educated guess. He might he's like a smart hockey guy and he's well connected and knows everything. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't like dedicate his scouting to them. And I think, like me, like I've watched prospects my whole life that I watch YouTube like highlights of them playing juniors or in college. I'm like, this kid's gonna be nasty, and then they do absolutely nothing. So you're right. If you just watch like Twitter retweets all day and then say this kid's going to go seventh to like the New Jersey Devils and I, I don't like you. Thank you. Um, that was our heroes and zeros and now we're going to move into our last segment, uh, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. So earlier this week in Los Angeles, the Kings played the Sharks and Ron Burgundy came out and he announced the game. Did you get a chance to check this? I saw the highlights. What'd you think? It was pretty good. He was pretty funny. Like I was more impressed with his knowledge. In what sense? Like what? What did he say that impressed you? Like it just seemed like sometimes you get those people in there 
like when NHL or NBCSN gets like a NASCAR driver in there and he's like, wow, they're going fast. <laughs> he doesn't know anyone's name or anything like that. Like he knew players' names. I know he watches the Kings. Like he just seemed well-educated. The other guy too, not to def- deflect, and you can tell me how you thought about that. Did you see John Hamm like a week before that call the Blues game? And he was like super into it. Like he no. knew everybody. Who's John yeah. Hamm? Mad Men? No idea. You ever watched Mad Men? No, did you? Yeah, what about, like, John Hamm, dude? He has, like, people say he has, like, a 10-inch wiener. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. I don't know how that's what got you to go. No, 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 Madman. He's, like, like, he's he's like a good-looking, like, dad. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. So he was really into it, too. So, I mean, I'm all for celebrities that know what they're talking about, and Will Ferrell putting his, like, sense of humor on it was cool. I thought, like, there was one play where they were going up the ice, and he's like, yeah, and, he, and he's going, he's dribbling, he's dribbling the puck. Like, a little shit like that I thought was really funny, because he, he clearly knows, like, what the fuck's going on. Um, but having said that, what we're going to do for three stars this week is we're going to do three fictional characters that we would want to call an NHL hockey game. My third star, Buddy Garrity, Pork Chops in High School Football, Friday Night Lights, the president of the Booster Club, and Lila Garrity's dad. This guy would be fucking electric at a Dallas Stars game. Um, they for sure would have a booster club immediately after the game. So, third star, Buddy Garrity. Wow, Buddy Garrity. That's a pretty good one. Um, I, I had a really big trouble with this one, so I'm just going to throw out, throw out a third star. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Paulie, uh, from Rocky, uh, his wife's, his wife's brother who brings them to the meat market to hit scraps. He's always wearing a sweatshirt. He's always a little drunk. I think he'd be a wild card. Uh, okay. Paul, Paul, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, that's a good one, Hal. Uh, my second one, Joe Dirt, I think would be awesome announcing a hockey game. Uh, we saw how he, how good he did on the radio. I think just him in between the glass would be tremendous. I think Joe Dirt would be really funny. Hell yeah. I mean, to, Joe Dirt would be a great one. Um, I'm going to go my number two, Pepper Brooks, the announcer from Dodgeball, yeah. Jason Baton. Uh, I think that's just a classic one. Just throwing out the Cottons to Con McKnight. Um, they better chickety-check themselves before they wreck themselves. I mean, he had some pretty good lines in there. I think I think he could bring that SoCal energy. And it always seems like it's the LA Kings and the San Jose Sharks. Or like the Anaheim Ducks who have these guys. You know what I mean? They have like all the celebrities out there. So I think he'd fit in well. I just have a uh, I have a quick breaking news. So earlier in the program we talked about Cooner's tweet that he sent out. We just got this one tweet. Wow, who peed in your raisin brand? Building chemistry among the team can be done a million ways. Leave this one alone. The heart they show their fans is incredible. The camaraderie among the team shows that they've certainly made a fan of me. Give me NHL canes and take warning any day. Hashtag NHL. Damn. Yeah. So, so, I, so the lady who just said that is a magician, a mind reader, a gatekeeper, an accountant, an assistant, a designer, a juggler, a mo- wife, mom, nanny, and office manager. Sounds like she'd kick your ass. Yeah, dude. Honestly. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, Pepper Brooks would be a good one. I think – I kind of wish we had, like, announcers go rogue like Pepper Brooks. Like, like he was clearly, like, drunk or something like that. Like, has there ever been a time that you've – can remember that like a, a guy showed up to announce a game like fucked up. Not hockey, but Bill Walton. Really? Yeah, he goes on he goes on tangents about like elevators and like like nature and like all these other things. Like he doesn't know where he is when he's on the on the show. Okay. Well I kinda wish the hockey world had something like that. I mean it's called Don Cherry. He's just not there during the game. Yeah, and he's also not wasted, he's just like senile. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Uh my uh my first star has to go to Michael Scott. I would like to hear about how he uh didn't he like lead his team in goals his one year or something like that? Uh Steve Carell, I think growing up was uh, a goalie. Just like his his humor would be awesome. Like trying to make the hockey game about him I think would be really funny. So my number one star goes to the best television character of all time, Michael Scott. So I have who I think the best television character of all time is, and that's Randy Marsh. Um, he's electric. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth, and you know that someone's going to have a couple beers up there, so he might fight someone. Uh, Randy Marsh would be my first star. I think Randy Marsh is a really, really, really good one. Uh, 
I think I know we said fictional character as in like one person, but if you had the entire cast of Always Sunny do a Flyers game, that would be really funny. I think. Yeah, that, I mean that would be a really good one. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, yeah, they would be good. If Flyers Penguins. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Like and like, oh, I wish like stuff like that. Could, good, good, funny stuff like that would happen in my life, but it just doesn't. But uh. Yeah, so that was the podcast this week. Hal, how are you feeling, buddy? Uh, we're almost to California. Pumped up, man. The Tuesday night podcast is kind of tough for me, but we, we went through it. Yeah, we powered through it, dude. It's already 10 o'clock. Time to go to bed. I got to edit this, so we'll figure it out. But thanks for joining in, guys, and we will talk to you guys next week. Some days people don't see you You feel like you're in the way Today you feel as everyone hates Pointing their finger looking at your mistakes You do good, they want break No matter what you give, they still wanna take You give your love and they throw it back You give your heart, they go on attack 